Occasionally I'll bump into somebody or someone will be referred to me who has the following uh, situation or story. They've been suffering for many years, been working in spiritual uh, venues or spiritual pathways or engaged with spiritual groups for many years. And they just feel defeated, depressed, frustrated. Maybe they've had a little taste here or there, but for the most part, things just feel heavy, solid, like constant struggle. The thoughts are dark. The thoughts are not helping any. They just make everything a little bit darker. So what do you do in this situation? Well, when it comes to this subject, this topic of awakening, in this situation, I really try to get a feel for what this person is oriented toward, what they're actually interested in accomplishing. And I strongly encourage them to investigate that in themselves. This is very, very important because I can tell you that that's exactly where I was before I woke up or some version of that. I'd felt suffering quite heavily for many years. Now understand, I didn't take a therapy path. I didn't take a self-help path per se. I had sort of tried that a little bit, but what dawned for me, what became very obvious for me was that what I had been trying, the control itself, the strategies, the strategizing, the thinking, the trying to think my way out of this, all of it failed. It simply did not work. It didn't give me the lasting peace that I knew somehow instinctually was possible. And I instinctually knew one way or another, I had to let go or free myself from that whole framework of identifying with my own pain, my own struggle, my own frustration, my own self, my own thoughts. So that became obvious to me. Now, if somebody's in this state, depressed, frustrated, defeated, feel like life is endlessly struggle and unsatisfying, but does not have that instinct, if they hear these words and it doesn't resonate with them, then I'm more inclined to tell them to work on strategies. If there's an area of your life you want to work on or improve, work on it, improve it, and then see where you are. Because yeah, I think it's really important, it's critical to get to that place where you realize that your strategies ultimately fail when it comes to this deepest of releases of letting go. If you're not there or something in your back of your mind is saying, yeah, but I still think I can figure this out for myself. I still think I can arrange things the right way to make myself satisfied or happy. All evidence of the contrary, right? The story's as dark as it gets. And yet something's like, well, but I think I can do it. I think I can still rearrange my life in the right way, even with spirituality, to make myself satisfied or happy. 
you have to check in and see if that's there, if that insistence is there. And if it is, look closer. What is that made out of? When you see that that's just a bunch of thoughts, where does that leave you? In one sense, it might leave you even more despondent or helpless. But it's okay to feel helpless here, to feel utterly helpless, because that's the truth of the situation. You can't force this yourself. You can't force life to do what you want it to do. You can't force life to make you satisfied or happy. It can never be done. It won't happen. And you get very, very frustrated trying to do it. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's also the doorway to awakening because you have to go beyond yourself. You have to see that you are, or what you take yourself to be, or who you perceive yourself to be, are the obstacle. That's what I saw. So that's the key to this. Looking closely enough to realize that all that thinking, all that strategizing, and by the way, most of it is based on the past and future, this thinking. We're reflecting on strategies that we've used in the past. We're imagining strategies we're going to use in the future. But essentially believing all of those thoughts, including all of the thoughts about how bad your story is, how frustrated you are, how depressed you are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like on and on and on. Believing those thoughts is what suffering is. That's it. And there's some insistence behind that often. Like, no, I want to believe that. I want to have that story. I want to insist that that's really who I am. Okay, I'm not going to argue with that. But what is the cost of that? What is the cost of the insistence of putting an identity there? Of holding an identity there? Well, the cost is the difference between heaven and hell. You know, it's suffering. That's the cost. So I can't logically convince anyone of this in part because it's not logical, but it's because you have to instinctually come to this knowing yourself. You have to come to this realization yourself. You have to come to the end of what you can do. Now, you might say, well, Angelo, you talk about practices, inquiries, meditation, all that. Sure. Because that stuff happens, right? It comes along with the spiritual process. Even the people who say, you know, you have no control. You can't force this to happen, which is all true. Uh, but then, so what's the point of practicing? That's a misunderstanding because most of them also practiced, also did the inquiries and meditations and stuff. It's true that they're not going to force this to occur, this non-occurrence. They're not going to force the hand of the universe. But they will exhaust the seeking. They can exhaust the seeking. It's one of the ways this happens. So if you can't completely let go with that first way I was pointing, meaning just see that this is completely futile, the way of mind, the way of thoughts, the way of will, the way of me doesn't work. If you see that, but it doesn't cause the letting go, then you're set up for a one-pointed approach. One-pointed means you have to stop all the thinking, but you can't just let go yet, or it's not working. You see that you need to let go, but something still just keeps revving itself up in the mind. That's fine. 
So let's take all that energy, all that seeking, and turn it into one point. It can be a question, it can be a koan, but there's a lot behind it, isn't there? There's a lot of suffering behind that, isn't there? That's a good thing. That's the recipe right there. So take all of that frustration, that struggle, that anger toward life for doing this to you, that anger toward people for doing this to you, that endless frustration and impatience and anger and sadness and grief and repression, take all of it and put it behind this question. You can ask, who am I? Who am I really? You could ask, who am I that is beyond suffering? You can just ask who. You can also ask, what am I? And our friends in the Renzai Zen world have a genius answer to this. That is the koan, what is mu? Don't worry about how it's spelled. Don't worry about what it means. Don't worry about its historical context. That's not the point. What is it? What is mu? Your mind can't get a foothold in this. That's why I tell you, don't look it up. Don't try to understand it. It doesn't matter. It's not going to get you there to understand it. So your mind is immediately rendered inert with what is Mu, and yet you can put all that behind it, all that struggle, all that frustration, all of it. What is Mu? Just ask the question. Watch the mind narrow. Watch the attention and focus narrow onto that one query until it just becomes moo because the question's already baked into it. The struggle, the desperation, the curiosity, the intuition, moo. And you become one pointed with it. You become one with it. You don't deviate from it. Don't entertain one thought that says, oh, but my storyline is this. Oh, but I've been trying for so long. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. Go back to moo. Or this. Or who. Or one. Watch those thoughts arise. Acknowledge, oh, there's a thought, let it go. Thought about my past, my age, my gender, my struggle, my problems, my trauma, my past, my practice right now, what I'm feeling, what sensations are occurring, what they mean, what so-and-so said about awakening, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Just, just let them go. Moo. Who. Become one-pointed with that. Let all those thoughts fall away. Let all those lifetimes fall away. All those identities, just let them fall away like burnt embers until there's nothing there but moo or who or what or one. Stay with it. Stay with that. Don't grab onto those thoughts. I know you want to. Don't do it. <clears throat> and at first, it'll be hard not to. It'll feel like a visceral, like, oh, I want to, I want to grab those thoughts. My story is true. I know it's true. I really am who I think I am. Yeah. But that's another thought too. 
let it go. And you'll still feel that visceral like urge to grab, but that will calm when you just stay with that move. Don't make distance at all. Let it burn right inside of what you are, in the center of you, center of experience, but just let it be there full on, 100%. Don't deviate, don't move away from it. Keep it right there. That's the key. Stay on that railroad track that goes on to infinity. That's one pointed. That's a good approach for you.